Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Time now for our Wall Street Week daily segment. David Weston, the host of Wall Street Week, joining us now. Thank you so much, Katie. So we thought we were getting past some of the supply chain problems, right? Well, we're all seeing those images now of the Panama Canal zone as the levels go down in the water and the ships build up outside the canal trying to get through. So it raises questions about what is going on with the supply chain. And for an answer, we turn now to Vindia Vakil. She's ResiLink Chairman, CEO, and Co-Founder. Vindia, thank you so much for being with us. Your, your work at ResiLink is focused on monitoring risks to supply chain, specifically with respect to the Panama Canal. How big a risk is that? You know, it's not on the scale of the LA Long Beach port uh, disruption that we saw. It's also not on the scale of the Shanghai port disruption. There are um, few silver linings here in this particular case. We have more inventory levels um, onshore regionally going into uh, 2023 than we had in 2019 going into the pandemic and those other events. Um, we also have more emphasis on companies regionalizing their supply chains. So I think there's a silver lining here. Having said that, definitely companies are going to be seeing um, uh, shipments, uh, the, their transportation cost increase by 30 to 50 percent, just depends on the route, as well as delays of, if not a few days, then several weeks on certain uh, ships, especially those that have, um, they which do not meet the weight limits for transportation seamlessly through the canal. And Bindia, that's about the Panama Canal. We also hear reports out of the Rhine. Obviously, that's been having some problems for a while now. I've seen reports about the Yangtze River, even the Mississippi River. So how widespread are these challenges with navigation with respect to the supply chain? Yeah, uh, David, globally, extreme weather events have been tripling um, since 2019. To, uh, we saw about, you know, in 2016 or 17, Reslink would have reported maybe to, uh, 70 to 80 extreme weather events a year. Last year, we saw that go over 350, so it's been multifold increase. We see six times the number of, uh, of flood-related events, and now we're talking about drought. Um, as you said, Rhine, uh, Yangtze River, we saw Mississippi, so all of the waterways and ocean uh, choke points, um, such as Suez Canal, Strait of Hormuz, the Panama Canal, are all choke points, right, that are impacted by climate change and, and these disruptions. Uh, a bigger issue is actually on the factories as well. When you have these droughts, they affect the company's ability to get uninterrupted water and power, both of which are essential. In certain industries, factories cannot have um, any interruption to availability of water and power. Um, we also see one more issue, which is that globally, when you look at the business continuity plans of many factories, um, they do not have backup power um, available. And certainly 
believe they have backup power, it powers up lights and climate, but not the actual line itself. So availability of water, power, these are all critical risks that are facing the supply chain. Medea, you mentioned some of the factory issues. We're seeing a lot of investment right now, spurred by the U.S. government, uh, under the Chips and Science Act for the so-called semiconductor fabs. I see some of those are being built in places like Arizona. Is this a possible risk to that plan? Absolutely. It does require additional investment uh, worth multiple hundreds of millions in order to recycle the water. A wafer fab requires 9 million gallons of clean water a, a day. And so that is not a small task for a drought, drought zone. In fact, in Taiwan, we've seen drought cause supply chain and semiconductor disruptions because, you know, semiconductor factories, as I said, um, require uninterrupted water and power. Um, so the, these companies that set up factory, uh, fabs in these regions need to make those additional investments in backup power and, and recycling water uh, continuously. This is also why companies need to map their supply chains. Unfortunately, many companies don't really realize that their uh, site in Arizona that supplies them actually has a supply chain that spans a, uh, across the world and might require 15 to 20 weeks to replace inventory. So mapping the supply chain and monitoring for these disruptions, really knowing where the factory is and whether it's in a high water region or a low water region really affects the type of uh, mitigation plans that our customers are working on this with many suppliers as we speak. Medea, going back to the aftermath of the pandemic, you and I talked at the time about things like friendshoring and reshoring, really redoing supply chains in light of what we'd learned from that. Is that going on? You're monitoring that now. Have those been supply chains been refactored? It takes many years, but this is a pet, um, passionate um, issue for me personally. Um, we see companies are looking at Central America as well as South of Mexico. These are very competitive cost-wise, uh, cost as well as availability of labor and natural resources-wise for uh, con uh, companies to locally source, um, bypassing oceans entirely um, and having a land-based supply chain by working closely with our partners here. Actually, in Europe, we see a similar regionalization happening with countries in Africa, where there is a uh, where there is access to clean water, power, and uh, plenty of labor. Actually, at highly competitive rates. Medea, it's always so good to talk to you about supply chains. That's Medea Vakil, Resolink Chairman, CEO, and co-founder. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.